Welcome to season two of Talks and Sips. I am Jess. And I am Ceci. How you doing? What you sipping? Does it spark joy? I'm doing good. Uh, new year. Um, new cup. <laughs> I have from my best friend. She gave it to me for a late birthday present. It's a one of those custom tumblers with Jack Skellington. And on top, I don't want to tip it over too much. Yeah, it's, it's like leave. half... Yeah, it's like half of Sally's face and half of Jack's face bedazzled. It's super so, bedazzled. Yeah, and I am drinking a iced s'mores latte iced. from my Keurig. <laughs> but yeah. did I mention I'm a Keurig owner now? <laughs> this is a plug. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about you? <clears throat> I am having a just a green tea with some collagen powder and... Honestly, I ran out of tea and I was really devastated because I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. I mean, tea has caffeine, right? So tea has caffeine. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I, I just need a little a little warm pick me up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I went and stocked up on that and chamomile. So I'm all good to go. <laughs> nice. Chamomile the best at putting me to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I have the green tea for the morning when I'm like, I'm trying to get things done. And then, you know, the chamomile for later when I'm like, everyone, goodbye. all right well let's get going last week we spoke on traveling and in this two-parter we will segue into the music industry starting with well another form of travel touring we will also take a deep dive into our other fave conspiracies (laughs) you know if ted bundy wasn't such a wacko uh and learned how to do other things besides murder like i don't know playing an instrument he would have been a successful you know person at touring because you know he got around and all that yeah (laughs) and then charles manson actually played several guitars And apparently Al Capone, I didn't know this one because, you know, he's like Al Capone or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He he taught himself how to play the tenor guitar while in Alcatraz. And, you know, like, I guess you got to keep yourself busy in jail, right? Um, What (laughs) do you say? (laughs) I mean, what else are you going to do? Read? (laughs) No, just kidding. Reading is good for you guys. Read. But um, would you say that Charles Manson toured a lot? Well, I would definitely say that he did get around, you know, before and after his crime life started. However, (laughs) since we kind of doused you all in the true crime world in last week's episode, we're making it lighter on this one. (laughs) I feel like doused is the correct term, too. We just (laughs) poured kerosene all over you guys. Exactly. And just lit you aflame. (laughs) Well, anyways, it is Music Week here at Talks and Sips and with live shows Sort of kind of making it come back. More and more artists have been announcing their upcoming tours. As with everything, though, things are not always what they seem. So I thought it'd be fun and interesting to learn some pros and cons about touring as an artist from different scales. <laughs> so let's get into it. Okay, let's do it. Oh. <laughs> Traveling in general can get pretty pricey depending on where you're going. Now imagine having to carry multiple instruments, equipment, and your own like baggage with you (laughs) so it's a lot (laughs) this is one of the reoccurring cons that I've heard in multiple interviews as well as I've read in articles it gets expensive you know bigger musicians they typically get their own RV where they have their own beds their family can stay there and they have enough money to pay for a driver but Mm. for smaller musicians they can't always afford an IV an IV an RV (laughs) I mean, sometimes they'd need an IV. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, and they can't afford it either. (laughs) 
<laughs> Probably for the best. You know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah, so they can't really afford an RV, so they tend to stick with vans. And when I was in middle and high school, I would watch so many interviews with uh, Brian Stars. And yes, I know he's a horrible person now, but I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I didn't know, okay? I didn't know. <laughs> and there was also, like, in these interviews, he would be interviewing, like, the musicians, the bands outside of their van slash RV. Some of them would have an RV, but most of the time it was just a van. Mm. And it's like, huh, that's that's cool. And they just take turns driving. It's like, all right. <laughs> I mean, that and was like the good old days. That's what Dave Grohl says all the time. Literally any interview he ever gets, it's like, yeah, we were just in a van and we just go places <laughs> and it'd be rock and roll. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, and there was another channel called Digital Tour Bus that had their series, Bus Invaders, where they'd show you around the bus and vans. And I used to love watching these and thinking, how do three, anywhere from three to five, if not more, grown men, and sometimes women, (laughs) sleep in this van? (laughs) There were no boundaries. (laughs) There weren't. They managed it somehow. But, you know, back coming back to my point, it gets expensive. And sometimes you have to make sacrifices like comfort in these cases where you have to share a small little van with many other people. (laughs) Also, when you think about it, if you're just in a van, chances are you don't have a fridge or a microwave or any kitchen appliance. So you're basically buying takeout every day unless you have fans that are like bringing you food. But that's not always the case. And at this at this rate, it's anywhere between two to three times a day if you're keeping up with your meals. So that's pretty pricey. But I feel like punk rock and rock and roll, it ain't like that. They're like, I had like a meal today. I had some takeout. Like, they're not even thinking about that. They're just so immersed in like wanting to rock and roll. Um, I, I did. think so. It just <laughs> depends on the band because like unless you're taking drugs. <laughs> well, that too, right? You still need food. <laughs> then Especially you're like, when you're performing. <laughs> It was a, a course I took because I used to study like audio, right? And one of them was like, all right, we're going to kind of chip away at this, but not really. But how to tour? I'm like, is this really a thing right now? And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, if you're not careful, especially if you're first starting up and not having like a budget in place or having something like that you premeditate before you head out, like you can go belly up and come home and have to cancel shows. And that ends up can- like costing you more because you cost mm-hmm. the venue more for not being able to show up. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to even this out with a pro, though, it's a great learning experience. Like if you're doing it correctly and know how to manage your stuff depending how far you're going for tour you can encounter different cultures and even experience culture shock and this isn't necessarily a bad thing just something different you're not entirely used to so for musicians that get an opportunity like especially if you're traveling out of the country you'll be able to experience different cultures firsthand and that's I think the best learning experience where you just go and do it and you're not like following a certain path for you and you're just doing your own thing yeah So you can make friends and network with others to have connections all around the world. Mm. Next con is you're far from home. And if you get homesick easily, touring will be tough for you if you're going further past just a local tour. Not only this, though, if there is an emergency back home, getting back there will take longer than usual, depending how far you are. And like, that's like personal level, but finance level, that will also cost you a lot of money. And Mm. probably the band, if... You are not replaceable. They'll probably have to cancel. And then back to what Jess said, you would have to pay for what you miss. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. So it really depends on the person. But for many, the pros outweigh the cons. And the biggest pro I saw was that touring is an opportunity for adventure. And you're constantly (laughs) going to a different place. So there's many opportunities to see or do something new. And on top of that, you get to do what you love every night or every other night, depending on your tour. But if you can learn and adjust to this type of living, there are lots of pros with it. And you get to see and meet people who genuinely like your music, art, or whatever you may be touring for. (laughs) They're there to see you. And if you're an opener, guess what? They're going to love you. (laughs) (laughs) You get to hype. You get that. What is it? You bring up the hype. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I saw one of these articles, quote, if you're in it for the money, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So there's more than just musicians involved when it comes to touring. You have the managers of the artists, the booking agents, promoters, tour managers, tech and tech managers, festival and venue managers, and many more. (laughs) So (laughs) So many managers. Yeah. It's a whole process that can get pretty big depending on the size of the tour. So that's people that need to get paid, venues that need to be rented, merch needing to get made, like for the demand, and like so many more. So touring is definitely something you need to be passionate to be all in for, is what I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't have fast it. You won't have a good time. <laughs> no, if you're expecting to go on your first tour and making so much money, you're... <laughs> also, you have to be a good sleeper. Like, you have to just be able to knock out anywhere, I think. Yeah, and naps. Naps come in handy. <laughs> so <laughs> there's many artists who have gone on tour obviously. (laughs) But there's a few who have been getting involved with a particular family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be honest with you, uh, the Kardashians is a topic that I can absolutely care less about. Uh, (laughs) As I started doing research for this, I'm like, why do I care? (laughs) Well, you know, you did make me aware of a conspiracy and that's that the Jenners only date people or the Kardashians really uh, the family only, the family the, the blob <laughs> of people that all look the same uh, <laughs> that you know they end up dating people more famous than them it did make me wonder I I was like okay you sparked my interest yeah you could thank TikTok for that because I'm on the same boat as you and I was like huh that's interesting <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, I do like me a good conspiracy. Um, (laughs) But I also have seen firsthand when people ride on other people's coattails to, you know, garner them success. So brace yourselves. I'm about to go all Charlie Day from Always Sunny on, you guys. I will be listing off all of the most predominant boos and making highlights of specific ones. Because after all, we are on our music episode. Uh, (laughs) At a ripe 19 years of age, Kim Kardashian married Damon Thomas. Is he a broker? A lawyer? A two-bit roamer? A street roamer? (laughs) Guys, I'm not at full capacity. No! No, he's not. Uh, He is a music producer, so, you know, this makes it spicy. They Mm -hmm. eloped, and he wasn't like, you know, your typical garage music producer. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? We know those. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We all have friends that are trying. Bless your hearts, guys. Keep going. Um, He was a Grammy-nominated music producer, So she's starting off strong in the dating pool. Mm -hmm, At 19. (laughs) And I say this, you know, for sure adds to the conspiracy because, and I won't rag and rag, you know, he, she ended up divorcing him because he forced her into plastic surgery 
And he was super controlling and be like, we're going to do this at this time. And he was oh. also 10 years older than her when she was 19. So he would have been like 30. It was mm-hmm. like, it was, and he was like set in his career. So it was not like you were dating some guy trying to figure it out. He's like, I am the man. <laughs> like, that's overbearing, bro. Get out. <laughs> but next up. Yeah, um, the main reason we know this family. <laughs> yeah, the infamous Ray J and the infamous sex tape. Ray J is another music performer and who, you know, he may have actually wrote his family coattails, especially his sister, R.R.B. singer Brandy. I think mm-hmm. he, that's how he got his start. Oh, also, get this. They're Snoop Dogg's cousins? That was a fun and- learn. Yeah, I feel like Snoop Dogg has been mentioned in all of our music episodes this season. So is this a sign? Are you coming on the show, Snoop Dogg? Oh my gosh, Snoop Dogg on Toxin Sips. Ah! <laughs> all right, next up, Kim has also dated Nick Lachey, the singer of 98 Degrees. And after he and Jessica Simpson split up, you know, it was like a big thing or whatever. And they happened to date right after this. And in an interview, Nick, you know, stated that Kim only used him for fame. And he goes and he says <laughs> let's just say we went to a movie no one followed us there somehow mysteriously when we left there were 30 photographers waiting outside you know he was then asked if those paparazzi shots were you know the stimulus to Kim's sudden rise to fame and he answered well you know that's one way to interpret it <laughs> this ha- this definitely has Chris Jenner written all over it <laughs> The momager. Momager. That makes me think, too. I'm like, what if, what if when Kim, okay, so now we're conspiracy diving. What if when Kim was with that Damon fella, the first guy, he, he she's like, he made me get plastic surgery. But what if it was momager who was like, hey, you know, whispering in his ear to make her daughter get plastic surgery? Because <gasps> they all, they're all into it, bro. Like, Beverly Hills is super rich because of the, I mean, and yeah. other reasons. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Next up, Nick Cannon. <laughs> then she got with, and this was before, obviously, uh, Mariah Carey. Then there was Reggie Bush. And he played college football. For those that don't know who Reggie Bush is, he played uh, college football at USC. And people freaking loved him. They mm. loved him. It was crazy. And then some other football player from the Cowboys. <laughs> I just thought of Derek. I'm like, just some other cowboy, cowboy. Some other football player from the Cowboys. And my brain thought of Derek. <laughs> then there's Halle Berry's ex, delicious Gabriel Aubrey. Mm, that's all just... <laughs> Okay, but as history has taught me, gays are mostly to stay off limits. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was Chris Humphreys, who she got engaged to rather quickly. Six months. Okay. Six months. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, and then they got married and 72 days later, they were done, though. I mean, but, <laughs> you know, it was like a $2 billion ring or whatever. No, no big deal. <laughs> uh, finally, after 2012, she and Kanye... Uh, and we know the rest is history. So <laughs> on the music scale, uh-huh, 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 these were the majors. Uh-huh. <laughs> the music lovers will get that. Um, there was Damon Thomas. There's Ray J. There's Nick Lachey. There's Nick Cannon. And there's Kanye. So and as you go up that ladder, they get a little bit more famous, I'd say. Yeah, they definitely looks like she's climbing the ladder to me. But 
I can't judge and I won't judge until mm-hmm. I can say I 100% know the full story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Courtney was mostly with Scott Disick and that went on for nine years. So I don't feel like that conspiracy pertains to her. Um, she did then date some famous 26-year-old afterwards, his, some French boxer guy. And he was like, that's what you need to show to get likes. And this was over a p- <laughs> bikini pic that she took for the grid. Mm. He was out quickly okay. yeah well we'll be going more into the depths of courtney's relationship later <laughs> okay well eh. uh chloe well there was rashad mccants lamar odom french montana james harden tristan thompson this just slowly became a basketball episode um also a lot of these people did not value this poor girl because she didn't value herself and uh she <laughs> states it several times that, you know, she was self-destructive and lonely. I am mm. not going to go into the relationships of Kylie and Kendall because they were already around when things hit big for the family. And I don't think they really need to do any of that clout chasing or anything. <laughs> so, But based on what we know and what some of these dudes have stated, I'd say, yeah, at least on the part of Kim and Chloe, they kept dating people that would help them move into the spotlight for sure. For Kim, mm. it worked so well that, like, who's more famous than Kanye these days? <laughs> Pete Davidson. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> that Pete Davidson, he is so hot right now. That's really <laughs> hard saw- to do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme that said that Kim saw the attention following Courtney when she got with Travis, you know, a tall, skinny, tattooed white guy. And she said to herself, I've got to get me one of those. I saw that. I've got to get me one of those. And, you know, people really like that he's incredibly honest and he's very self-depreciating. If you ever watch interviews with him, he pokes at himself. And you know what they say? You know what I say? If you can't make fun of yourself, then you're not going to be okay when someone else is making fun of you. So uh, (laughs) people love real people. And if he, he is as real as it comes and he's funny. He kind of exudes those bad boy vibes, too. I'm not going to lie. And he has mm-hmm. BFFs with MGK, and it's like a whole thing. Yeah. That meme also pertains to Megan Fox and MGK. You know, mm. another tall, skinny, white, tattooed guy. So it's a full trio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there is a scene in one of the original Charlie's Angels movies where they make a joke about Drew Barrymore's character, and they have her check out a guy on the beach, you know, because he's surfing, and, you know, she's checking him out at a distance with binoculars, (laughs) stalker mode, and she (laughs) swoons over him, of course, because he's mega fine, he's a mega hottie, and then Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu go, yep, he's definitely evil, Uh, (laughs) and, and by the end, yeah, he is, he's actually one of the main henchmen, Mm. What do you think? Yummy? That's what I thought. Case closed, Nat, move in. Dylan thinks he's hot. What do you mean? You always fall for the bad guy. Well, then this guy must be really evil. At some point in my earlier 20s, my girlfriends were like, you are Drew Barrymore. You're like Drew Barrymore. And not just because of like our lower face structure, but because my picker, my boy picker, um, (laughs) finds them bad boys irresistible or did still does but i try not to i try not to i tell you and you know fortunately i'm 30 today and i would like to think i have grown out of this phase but yeah yeah. i'll be the judge of that next time jess meets a guy and brings him home i'll update you all she's gonna be like 
He was trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, so of course, this being our music episode and all. Oh, by the way, it's driving me crazy. I forgot. What did we used to never do? Take the damn oh, tag. <laughs> yeah, and it's like stuck on there because it's a hot drink anyway. <laughs> so of course, like I said, this being our uh, music episode and all, it's only fair that I bring up Tyga and Travis Scott. And now I'm not going to make callous statements and insinuate that they're the bad boys, but the following observations may just make you think. Um, between 2014 and 2016, Kylie, and here I said I wouldn't, you know, be covering her <laughs> sister's relationship. Oops, did I do that? Um, All right, Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie and Tyga had a controversial relationship, to say the least. The rapper and Kylie's romance allegedly started when she was just 16, when he was still engaged to the mother of his child, Black China. <laughs> wow. If my math is correct, when she was 16, a minor, he was 24. Yeah. Yeah. And so he would have performances. And this is just me going on a quick tangent. He would have performances. Like, I think he was supposed to perform at Cal State Fullerton. And they were like, hey, this is an 18 over event. She can't come. And like, he would end up canceling a ton of his events and like a a ton of performances because they would not let her into the bar. Like, or let her into 18 (laughs) over events. Like, okay, professional. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. But no, we're not together. No. (laughs) Anyway, the two made their relationship public when Kylie turned 18 and gifted each other expensive cars and gifts before splitting in 2016. Tyga Mm -hmm. gave Kylie a white Ferrari sports car during her 18th uh, birthday party outside of the West Hollywood nightclub Bootsy Bellows. This was reported. (laughs) That was hard. This was reported to be a model 482 Italia worth about 320000 thousand dollars well matt if you're listening when am i getting those types of gifts just kidding (laughs) maybe we'll see (laughs) well rumors surfaced later that kylie crashed the car afterwards but she denies those (laughs) 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 anyway he was pretty obsessed with her and perhaps you know through the songs it made it more obvious that he was really obsessed with her body and Mm. uh what about her mind, bro? <laughs> anyway, she broke it off with him and stated that she just felt too young and didn't want to miss out on anything. Yeah, this was definitely for the better. Probably, except not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's another one. I Last year, yeah, last year or two years ago, I don't know. I worked on a <laughs> music video for SpongeBob SquarePants, mm-hmm. and it was really... <laughs> <laughs> like, as if we didn't know who Spongebob is <laughs> I don't know I don't watch the cartoon <laughs> also apparently he came out gay y'all woo, woo, woo. oh did he yeah officially <laughs> everyone's like oh oh we all knew but now we it, yeah we now we know um <laughs> I will say this though I had to keep running back to like their trailers because Swale was there and like some other people and they were all in their own little one trailer even though they they could have had they had their own trailers people um <laughs> And they were just smoking weed the entire time. Yeah, they were the life. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, fuck. Every time I walk in here, I'm like getting a second hand while I'm at work. <laughs> and I need to be sharp, son. And they're like, just, we need you to go over there. I'm like, please don't make me. <laughs> but one time, I don't want it. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it just, I don't know. And they were supposed to learn like a choreography. And if you watch the music video, they, they tried. 
They didn't go over well. <laughs> anyway, that was my experience with Tyga. He's also very, very small. Like they're they're not mm. that tall, but they're very skinny. Yeah. Like, like whoa, you're very skinny. <laughs> All right, no body shaving. I'm just I was amazing. I'm like, I thought you'd be bigger. Anyway, a year later, however, Kylie and Travis Scott, you know, they were first spotted at the 2017 Coachella. And mm. basically they've been inseparable ever since. So I don't know how much of the missing out on her youth was valid. Think yeah, she- <laughs> it was just a year off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh two months into dating, the couple found out that she was pregnant and had to roll with the punches. Yeah. This did give us the awesome meme though, the rise and shine. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. And then um and then I looked it up and it was hilarious. So Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll pull some of that up here. <laughs> if that was you on the phone and you on the bus, then who was flickering the lights? Rise and shine. Rise and shine. So listen, I really appreciate your hospitality, but I'm going to work at home. You know where to find me, and I will not be treated like this in my own office. Mother Rise and shine. Relationally, I don't know that, you know, he isn't great towards Kylie. I can't say that he's a bad boy towards her. But I also feel like because of her status and, you know, I mean, I guess her, what was it, like, entrepreneur spirit? I don't know. Like, I don't feel like she'd stick up or put up with that, you know, if yeah. it were any other way. That's just my take. Um, I mean, especially if she has her sisters and mom. Like, I think they would all say something. Mm-hmm. So musically speaking, uh, you know, the the worst thing that could ha- have ever happened, you know, literally happened under, well his eyes and though he does deny actually seeing any of it i mean uh i don't know so so this is what went down obviously it's been covered extensively i will just skim off the top travis scott's album astroworld is a psychedelic rap album and his concerts were physically designed to imitate that last year while performing in houston texas his hometown he hosted a crowd of fifty thousand. a crowd that massive is frightening when there is no order and nowhere to go the closest thing i personally have ever seen to that was once at the coliseum in la during a performance called la rising and that had muse lauren hill rage against the machine rise against i said that in backwards order mm-hmm. um i was front row and sacrificed my body uh to to well be front row but also mm-hmm. they really really pushed a lot and they pressed my body into the metal gates really hard and i could actually remember seeing people uh being crowd surfed out due to you know heat and lack of mm-hmm. air it yeah. never it never got like that bad to the obviously but it was to the point where people were like i need to get out of here and i could verbally mm-hmm. hear them saying it um another show that was kind of bad was at Coachella one year when social distortion fans were just like hitting everybody. People were just hitting each other. (laughs) And I'm like, damn, you punk rockers, because they're punk rock, you know? And Mm -hmm. some tall boys, (laughs) some tall boy was being crowd surfed over me. And um, I got kicked in the head really hard, like really hard. And um, (laughs) 
you know, he, he made it on just fine, but not without kicking the back of my noggin first. And, and you, yeah. know, <laughs> you know what I find so funny, though? Because these are like pop punk and mm-hmm. rock, but the nicest and the easiest mosh pits to get out of are metal shows. <laughs> that's that's the ironic thing. Because every, like, just, if it's just classic rock or just rock, like, they could get pretty intense. But every time I go to a metal show, you're going to be fine. <laughs> If so you fall, crazy. they're going to pick you right back up right away. <laughs> you all right, mate? You all right? You have exactly. a good time? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they let all the anger out through the screaming. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Yeah, you've already exhausted all this energy going, and I won't go there. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I've always wanted to crowd surf. I've just never committed, man. Uh, <laughs> I was always too scared. Honestly, my fear was that like someone would jab my kidneys like with their lanky <laughs> fingers, you know, because they're like this. But sometimes what yeah. if they go like that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so that's honestly the only reason I've never committed because I'm tiny. You could just flail me in the air, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. And, you know, in this Astroworld crowd, people were collapsing and others fought for air. Concert goers had to lift up unconscious bodies of friends and strangers. Others shouted out for help with CPR and and pleaded for concert to stop. And it, it never stopped. You know, it went on mm-hmm. for like 40 minutes after the first incident. Um, but it just kept going. You know, a total of 10 people died at this Travis Scott Astroworld. More than 125 are now suing Travis Scott and the event organizers collectively they are looking at 750 million dollars wow yeah uh, one of the claims state that Scott and guest star Drake kept performing despite accounts of lifeless bodies being passed through the crowd in full view of the stage mm-hmm. Scott has said he was not aware of the tragedy and you know until he came off of stage yeah uh, <laughs> he, he was and quote unquote distraught uh, by the events in Houston and promised to provide aid to every affected family. To my knowledge, he tried to pay for funeral services for some of the families and some denied. But emotionally, that is too hard to comprehend, at least for me. On one mm-hmm. end, that seems like a nice thing to do, but I feel like I wouldn't help but feel that he was being a wolf in sheep's clothing also. Like, you're he's covering his caboose, you know? Um, yeah, I think I mean, it's more of just like a gesture because at that point, like what he could have done has the time has passed for that. So it's like, OK, this is the only way that I could think of helping you is because funerals get expensive, too. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Um, I don't yeah, know. I don't put it on the record. Cremate me, bro. 300 bucks. <laughs> call it a day. Spread me to the sea. Spread me to the <laughs> sea. No, I actually had said I wanted to be put into little necklaces. I'm so cheesy. Mm. You know I am. <laughs> and so like, to all my closest loved ones, everyone will get a letter from me. That means I have to take time before I die. Anyway, <laughs> and be like, okay, spread me at your at the place you've always wanted to go to. So then all of you mm. have to take trips and then spread me everywhere. Mm. And then I take over <laughs> the earth that way. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> so I have heard the other arguments, too, that state that those people chose to be there, uh, kind of like how on tickets now they release liability. You know, if you catch COVID while at the event, well, we're not responsible. It is, mm-hmm. you know, I would say difficult to navigate liability here. This is uh, to the other extreme also, but you can sue someone if you get hurt at their home. So yeah. a robber can get hurt breaking into your house. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole system is ass backwards, bro. And, you know, I'm not here to get angry about the system, but it's real rock and roll if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to take it, right? Anyway, I'm here to determine if Travis Scott falls into the bad boy category. I'm going to say, yes, it's too soon to tell given the constraints <laughs> of the situation. However, I do think that um, because he is managed and has to watch what he says, we'll never really determine if he feels it's his fault. Sorry, yeah. I saw this deflection <laughs> tactic once on TV and thought it was really funny. <laughs> but, you know, back to the conspiracies and the quote-unquote bad boys. <laughs> yeah, so basically, as Jess said, I'm not one for getting involved in these people's lives, but <laughs> if a conspiracy is involved, consider me in. <laughs> so... Say the Kardashian family really is going for more famous men. Courtney is doing pretty well from going from Scott Dick Dixick Dissix Dissix. Well, he's a dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not dyslexic. Dyslexic. I can't say it. <laughs> We're Spanish. I feel like it, though. There's a difference. <laughs> so she went from Scott to Travis Barker. So that seems pretty good. Just like not knowing anything behind it. Just looking at it. Or perhaps maybe she just wanted something new, you know? Considering I know nothing about this woman, I needed to go deeper into her relationship history with these two men. <laughs> so join me as we jump in. So Scott and Courtney met in 2006 at Joe Francis's home and they connected instantly. And we're going to do some reenactments for you guys. Well, Jess is. <laughs> All right. This is, this is what Joe said about their encounter. I introduced Courtney and Scott at my house in Mexico. Scott came as a guest of, as a friend of mine, and they met in my master bedroom. Oh. Mm. They met in the bedroom. How romantic. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, that lasted for three years. Then they broke up for the first time after she caught him texting his mistress. And they eventually got back together after their first child, Mason, was born. And in 2010, Courtney said... There's not even a 1% chance. I, I can't do this anymore. I love Mason more than I love you. And that's what it is. Yeah, so she's referring to the behavior and drinking that Scott continued to do after becoming a father. And the next year after, I mean, they were they were going through some stuff, but he still proposed to her and she turned him down. <laughs> but instead, they had a baby, Penelope. So it's like, I won't marry you, but let's have another baby. Dude, have, <laughs> have you seen that meme online where it's all like stupid people in dysfunctional relationships and it's like um, a jug of water with a crack on it and the water is leaking oh. out and then they put a Band-Aid on it having a child? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Shortly yeah. after, in 2014, she was pregnant again with her third child, Rain, but Scott didn't seem to take the news so well, which that's always like sad. <laughs> Yeah. Like you you made this baby. You have to be as happy as I am. The two officially split in 2015 after viral pictures showed Scott partying with his ex, Chloe Bartoli. And obviously, this is just scraping the top and what from the media sees. But Scott didn't seem like he was such a great partner he was to be definitely. in a relationship with. He has a bad boy look. Just he saying. does. And personality, apparently. <laughs> So she did that in that case, she was with the bad boy. In 2017, Courtney began dating again and was with Jans Benjima, and oh. Scott was dating Sophia Ritchie. That was a this, boxer. A boxer? Yeah, the Jans. 
That's the boxer. Oh. <laughs> and this is the year when Travis Barker slowly started making his way in. In October of the same year, his daughter, Travis's daughter, spoke about having dinner with the family. And I don't believe he was there, but it's the early quote-unquote interaction, I would say, between the two worlds. And fast forward a year later, Courtney and Jan separate, and Courtney starts spending more time with Scott throughout the rest of his relationship with Sophia, and even after the two of them break up. However, during this time, there were a few sightings of the two of them together, more than a few, from 2018 to 2020. I couldn't confirm, but I'm fairly certain that there were other people involved of these sightings as well. And I'm talking about uh, Travis and Courtney in this case. Mm. So I don't think it was just them two. I think they were just in groups of people. And Courtney and Scott spent a lot of time together in 2020, and something possibly a romantic flame was coming about. But my mind went to, they have three kids together, so of course they're going to be spending a lot of time together. Yeah, even if they (laughs) they have each other's guts. Yeah, (laughs) and they have paparazzi all over the place, so of course there's going to be tons of pictures. But apparently there were some flirty Instagram comments between the two. Ooh. Yeah. January of 2021 was when dating rumors began to spread about Courtney and Travis after Travis had left some more flirty Instagram comments. And their Instagram comments just get a a lot of action, apparently. (laughs) 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 <laughs> the same month, it was confirmed that they were indeed a couple. And fun fact, just bringing this in from earlier, MGK and Travis also appear to be really good friends. And so, you know, was this Pete, MGK, and Travis's plan all along? <laughs> oh, so, or was it their managers? No, was it their manager? Just kidding. We're not going to go into a whole other conspiracy. <laughs> Anyways, while the whole co-parenting thing, with the whole co-parenting thing, Scott was also still being seen with her, but Courtney was absolutely falling for Travis and vice versa. From what they show online, they're very much in love. (laughs) And now this is when the conspiracy about dating more famous people kind of falls through for me. Mm. So this is from Life and Style. A source told them, Scott and Courtney are friendly in front of the kids and at family gatherings, but behind closed doors, they've been secretly clashing for a while and they barely talk. So I don't think it's necessarily that she wanted the spotlight. It was just, it happened to be Travis Barker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the arguing started shortly after Courtney and Travis began dating and she's accusing Scott of being jealous that she's moved on and found love. So this also debunks the whole, you know, dating the bad boy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Just going based off of looks wise, not necessarily personality wise, but it it just seems like Courtney has dealt with an unhealthy relationship and has moved on and found her person. He just so happens to be covered in tattoos and is in a rock band. (laughs) What's wrong with tattoos and rock bands, man? Nothing, but they're the ones typically getting the bad boy rep. (laughs) This is true. Yeah, so to wrap up this love story, the couple gets engaged on October 16th, 2021, and things seem to be going smoothly for them. And there's been plenty of other gossip surrounding the pair involving one of Courtney's sisters. And of course, both of their exes, because they kind of both have jealous exes. (laughs) Also, side note, I find it so funny how people online are super stoked for the two of them. They're They're like, you guys are doing so great. You guys are perfect. But at the same time, like, they're still being called out for their PDA. (laughs) Oh, 
Oh my gosh. Well, uh, I don't well, know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Literally half the photos I've seen of them in public places, they're literally on top of each other smooching it up, which mm. fine. I'm not anti-PDA, but there is a line that shouldn't be crossed. Well, <laughs> where, where is that line being crossed? Well, here's the thing. They definitely got some bad credit after a video was taken of them at Simon Huck and Phil Rippertella's wedding where Courtney is sitting on Travis's lap, like basically grinding on him and basically just dry humping each other. Oh, <laughs> at someone else's yeah. wedding? Yeah. yeah so they got that. a lot of hate comments, but then there's some people that are all here for it. And like, I mean, if the newlyweds are okay with it, then it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just like when you wear white to a wedding, you're not supposed to do that. And it's like it's also a celebrity wedding and I've never been to one of those. So I don't know if that's how people act. Um, So You know what? I mean I would say this. The same thing translates across the board, rich or not. If there's booze, people are drunk. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, that's it for us on this episode. Like Cece says, that wraps us today on this episode that you may or may not love. Some people will, I hope. <laughs> but uh, it connects. It connects our. It connected our. Well, if you yeah. like gossip, this one's if, the one for you. Yeah, yeah. And we doused you with murder last week, so we had to go yeah. the complete opposite direction this time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that wraps us today. And as always, we leave you with a burning final question (laughs) and that is if given the chance to perform as any musical artist meaning not with but you are this musical artist (laughs) once in your life uh who would you be Hmm, that's a fun one yeah yeah well thank you all so much for listening and if you'd like to follow our podcast you can follow us on instagram facebook tiktok and patreon all under talks and sips for our personal accounts mine is at sessie.ncsol I am at jfox with two X's and underscores at the end. And we also have our website, ToxinSips.com, where you could check out all the links for all of our episodes, this one included. And that all being said, we have been Toxin Sips, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.